There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us now. Do what you do when you do how you do it because you do all things well. We thank you, Father, that what we have prayed, you have heard us. And we are grateful, Father, that what's ahead of us is greater than what's been behind us. And our next 12, they will be our best 12. And our next 12 months will be our best 12. Let's go here. And our next 12 weeks will be our best 12. And our next 12 days will be our best 12. Watch me. And our next 12 hours will be our best 12 in the name of Jesus. Matter of fact, I heard this for somebody. Because while you're in church tonight, in the next 12 minutes, an email is about to release something to you. I don't know who it's for, but your testimony is going to happen. Say, in the next 12 minutes, something will be released in Jesus' name. timing everybody watch me i don't know who i was talking to but i need you to be paying attention to this word and when and and your email at the same time you may be in this building or you may be online but in the next 12 minutes for somebody you're about to see an instantaneous miracle i don't know why y'all playing with me like that i promise you i didn't come to play say lord do it tonight we expect a move of god in Jesus' name, you can grab a seat. Let's go to work, y'all. 12 minutes. 12 minutes. I don't know who I was talking to, but at 12 minutes. I don't know who I was talking to, but at 12 minutes. I don't know who. Matter of fact, you've been waiting for years, but in 12 minutes. You've been praying and felt like God didn't hear you, but in. I ain't been able to prophesy like I wanted to for a while. But in the name of Jesus, say he's a miracle worker. And I believe tonight he's going to work a 12-minute miracle for our fellow harvester. 
even if it ain't you, can you just praise God like it? Why y'all playing with me, man? He will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask of thing. I hope you don't mind. Let me just put on the garment of the prophet for just a minute. For just a minute, lift your hand, say, in the name of Jesus, I sit up under a prophetic word that tells me what's to come is better than what's been. And I believe it'll be reality for me. It'll be reality for me. You're the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. Work one tonight for a fellow harvester in this building or online in Jesus' name. Just the voice is praising for what he's about to do. It ain't got to be for me. It can be for somebody else. 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 They've been saying no for weeks, but they're about to oh. okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say yes, Lord. So listen, this is the garment of the prophet. It's, it's the Shamir. Whenever you see me break this out, you ought to just immediately just get your hands up and say, listen, I'm ready to go. I bring it out not because the garment does anything special, but, but so that you can see that there's been a shift in the atmosphere. I need you to prophesy over your own life. Say, Lord, thank you that you're making it reality for me. What I've sown for, I'll see. What I've prayed for, I will possess. Thank you, Lord, for showing yourself strong, for showing yourself mighty. I heard about it, but I'm about to see it. I read about it, but I'm about to see it. I looked at others' testimonies, but I'm about to write mine. Hallelujah. Come on, let's go to work. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go to work. 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 Grab a seat. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. All right, let's go to work. Let's go to work. Our series Wednesday is Reality TV. Say Reality TV. We're using reality TV shows to teach biblical principles. Sundays, I hope you remember, was Survivor, where contestants compete in challenges testing three things, their physical ability, their mental abilities, and their endurance. Hear me, you can go through certain things in life that feel like a physical blow. It was a, watch me, it was a, a situation that happened, but it felt like you were physically attacked. You felt like somebody had knocked you down. Has anybody ever been there? Watch me, but you survived it. Um, then it tests your mental abilities. This means, can I continue even though I feel like not continuing? Can I keep pushing even though I feel like throwing in the towel? Watch me. Can I keep making it happen even though I say I feel like I'm over it? And for many of you, I need you to hear me. You have a mental fortitude that you have developed because you have survived things that made other people lose their mind, that made other people snap, crackle, and pop, that made other people give up. What's amazing about you is that you took that same situation, and yes, you had a human moment. Yes, you said, God, I'm done. Yes, you said all of that. But what's amazing is after you said all that, you got up and did something different. 
Who can thank God that even though you spoke negative, you got up and you did the right thing? I wish y'all were honest in this building. You spoke a whole lot of trash, a whole lot of crazy stuff, but then when you got up, you were like, but wait a minute, baby, I'm like MC Hammer. I am too legit to quit. I'm not about that quitting life. Watch me, then it tests your endurance. Say endurance. Endurance is not just lasting. Endurance is lasting while you are at a disadvantage. Let's tell the truth. The statistics have been stacked against you since you were born. You've got multiple things that have been stacked against you, multiple boxes that could be checked that say you shouldn't do well, but check your life. You're doing well. Your family has a history of mental illness, but it missed you, y'all. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Your family has a history of suicide and early death, but it missed you. Your family and your bloodline has a history of things that missed you because you have an endurance to last. Even if I got my hands tied behind my back and my foot tied, I still have the ability to make it. That's how you know you got favor. Why? Because I didn't have what everybody else had, and I still made it. See? Let's tell the truth. For some of you, you don't know how much of a miracle you are because you assume that other people that are doing the same thing started at the same place as you. Now, realizing they started with a different advantage that you did not have. Can I tell you? The reality is God knew that you were given a bad hand, but he knew you would have the ability to play a bad hand well. That's how you know you got favor. Why? Because what everybody else have, you don't have, but you're doing more than them. What everybody else has, you do not have, but yet you are still accomplishing the goal. I wish you knew just how favored you are. Well, me, look at somebody. Don't touch them, but look at them and say, you are really favored by God. Online, I need you to type it. Say, you are really favored by God. Here's how you know you're favored. It, it, watch me. Here's how you know that you're favored, because favor means preferential treatment. Even though they tried to put you at the back, even though they tried to put their foot on your neck and keep you down, even though they were messing with your money, y'all ain't gonna talk to me. Even though they were messing with you and lying on you and trying to scandalize your name, here's what's amazing. You came out like a champ. That's how you know you got favor. You don't know that you have favor until you see the level of your frustration. And the level of your frustration is an indication of the level of your favor. You have done what other people that look like you and have been through what you've been through would never dream of doing, but you did it anyhow. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, God favors you. Can you give him praise for the favor that he gives? Give him praise for the favor. You were supposed to get fired, but you, they were supposed to lock you up, but they looked at, y'all ain't gonna say, I got a runner. I need you to open your mouth and say, I know that I know that I know that I'm favored. Say it again, I know that I know that I know that I'm favored. I know that I know that I know that I'm favored. And because you're favored, that means what you face is not the same as regular squares. It's not the same as regular people. What do you mean by that? What you face has never been the same as other people because God says you have a favor that's going to give you an advantage. You got spiritual affirmative action. It gives you an advantage, which means wherever I go, they can't help but to favor me. Let me prove it to you. Even the people that wanted to hate you and wanted to do you wrong, Right when they thought they had you, God stepped in and said, oh no, the heart of the king is in my hand, which means I'll turn that thing to... Let's tell the truth. Some of your greatest victories have came from the people that hated your guts. And even when they wanted to do you wrong, they couldn't do you wrong because you've got...
one survivor, contestants are eliminated until one is awarded the grand prize. I need you not to be mad at the elimination process of God. The elimination process of God is that God will remove people who are not at the same level of strength, fortitude, focus. Here it is. Physical ability, mental ability, and endurance is you. See, here's your problem. You have tried to water you down to fit in with average. And, and so what happens is, watch me, is that you get frustrated because you try to bring you down in order to fit in with people who need to come up. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. All right, so, 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 so watch me. So God will eliminate people that don't have the same physical ability as you. There are people that do not have the ability to handle what you handle. And consequently, instead of doing what you need to do, you're busy handling their stuff. But in your next 12, you better hear me. God's going to grace you so that the people around you not only can carry their own, but they're going to help carry yours. You've been doing it by yourself. Oh, God, you've been doing it by yourself for a while. But I'm going to tell somebody tonight, God says, I got some help that's on the way. I just wanted to make sure that you were going to do it and you were going to stick to it and you weren't going to give up and you weren't going to throw in the towel. And now that I know that you are about this life, I'm about to give you this. Let's go. Let's go. We learned on Sunday, we learned on Sunday that every upgrade requires a test. Say every upgrade requires a test. And in one day, we looked at the life of a man named Job. And, and, and please pay close attention to this word today. I, listen, if you get nothing out of this tonight, I want you to know I will not be mad. Because all of what I'm about to preach is, is for me. Now, let me tell you, you're going to get a whole lot out of it. But, but I just need you to know up front if that if you see me having little moments where I ain't saying nothing and I'm just praising, that just is because I'm ministering to myself. Watch me, Bishop, what are you doing? The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Can I tell you the number one person you need to learn how to speak to is yourself. You worried about talking to everybody else and what everybody else says to you. You need to learn how to talk to yourself. You need to learn how to tell yourself you will not go down like this. You need to learn how to pull yourself in the bathroom and have a pep talk with yourself. You need to learn how to look in your car and look in the rearview mirror and talk to you and say, you mighty man of valor, you mighty woman of valor. You... Self-talk is where success comes from. Here we go. We look at Job. Say, Job. And one day, we see that Job, several things happen. The Sabaeans take 500 yoke of oxen. Oxen represented uh, his ability to make money, all right, which is really a 1,000 ox. They took his ox, his ability to make money. Say they messed with his money. And donkeys. Donkeys in the Hebrew culture were like luxury automobiles. He had multiple donkeys. So not only did they mess with his money, they messed with his transportation. Why are you telling it to me like this, Bishop? Because I want it to be practical for you. Because when you look at Job, you can say, I don't, watch me, I don't have ox, but you do have a business. You don't have ox, but you do have a career that you were trying to build. Watch me. Uh, you don't have donkeys, but you do have an automobile. Check this out. And they kill his servants. What does that mean? Is that they attack his help. For, watch me. For some of you, you got to understand, because the enemy knows he can't touch you, he messes with your help. To try to frustrate you be, so that, watch me, so that you are so busy trying to fix things dealing with your help that you don't have the ability to accomplish the mission. But in your next 12, hear me, your help will be untouchable. And in your next 12, your help will be untouchable. That means the right people in the right seats around you, and they're going to show up out of nowhere. And you're going to be like, where have you been all my life? God says, I was keeping them back here just to make sure you were ready for your help to come. 
Then fire falls from heaven and consumes 7,000 sheep. So this looks like God is mad at him because this wasn't an enemy doing this. This came from the heavens. In other words, it fell from the sky. And anything that fell from the sky, they regarded as the heavens. Pay attention. What this means is that to Job, it feels like God is angry with me. Like God is mad at me. And all of us have gone through situations in life where we have felt like, God, you are mad at me. You are angry with me. And, and, and watch me. God, why are you letting this happen to me? And this other guy, you are letting everything he does he, 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 seem like he's doing well. And, and, and I'm working twice as hard. Y'all, where the real people at? And it looks like it's not working for me. Fire falls from heaven and it consumes 7,000 sheep. Sheep now are a source of clothing and they are a source of food. Pay attention. So they're messing with his transportation. They're messing with his money. They're messing with his help. They're messing with his food and they are messing with his clothing. Then the Chaldeans take 3,000 camels. Camels were used to move things around. Pay attention. Camels were unique because they had the ability to go for many days without the same nourishment that other animals were needed. Watch me, which means a camel represented my endurance in the midst of transition. My endurance in the midst of transition. Can I tell many of you? Watch me. You actually have never been settled yet. You have been in the midst of transition for years. But because you're such a survivor, it never felt like that to you. Why? Because when a camel has the ability to store what they're going to need for later, which means you've been living off of stuff from years ago, and you've never, ever settled yet. But in your next 12, here's what's about to happen for you. You're, gonna, you're about to be able to settle. You being in perpetual transition is coming to its conclusion. You're going to finally be able to say, this is home. I wish. Oh, God. Somebody say, I'm about to get settled. I, you're about to be settled with yourself. You're about to be settled with what you do. You're about to be settled with where you live. You're about to be settled with who you are becoming. Look at this. Then they kill the servants again. And finally, a windstorm makes his children's house collapse and they perish. A windstorm make now now watch me. Now watch me. So so watch me. We got two, we got two, we got two, we got two out of the four bad things that a man couldn't do. Which means 50% of my problems, watch me, I can see who's doing it. The other half of my problems, I can't figure out where the source of the problem. God, I want to preach. Have you ever been able to say, okay, I can see where this issue is. I can see where this issue is, but God, dog, what is the problem in this area? Why is it that I can have great victory over here in this area? And this area, it seems like every time I take one step forward, what did you say? I get knocked back too. Can I let you know something? That's because what you've been dealing with wasn't natural. God let half of your issues be natural, but the other half of your problems were supernatural. God says, I am about to use this to get the glory out of your life. And the reason you can't trace where it came from is because it did not come from man, but it came from God. <laughs> A windstorm makes his children's house collapse and all 10 of his children perish. All of this happens in one day. Say one day. Listen, let's just put this in, in, in context. And one day, let me see if I can paint a clearer picture. And one day, his business fails. His clothes are gone. His automobiles are gone. Watch me. His, his ability to even check so his credit cards don't work so he can't go get nothing. 
because he can't transition. Notice the camels. Watch me. So he's stuck in a situation, and he can't do anything. I need you to pay attention. I need you to pay attention. I need you to pay close attention to this. Because you look at his story, and you're like, well, you know, you know, these sheep and oxen and all that. No, no, no. Just imagine if in one day your, your, your company says, we gone. And they leave you on a Thursday before a Friday pay. And one day you come home, all your clothes are gone. <laughs> and one day all your credit cards, they're off. Can't use them. Your debits don't work. Nothing works. Venmo, PayPal, GiveLify, <laughs> Cash App, don't nothing work. I, I need you to pay attention. Watch me. And all you have is the clothes on your back. And, and, and watch me. And Job, Job, here's the deal. You, you, you have a place to live, but who you have to live with <laughs> makes it undesirable to even be at home. Is this more real for you now? Well, watch me. So even though you're supposed to go home, you're driving around. Because even when you go home, you don't have peace. And here's the trip. It's just you there. <laughs> but you still don't have peace. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Am I painting a clearer picture for what Job went through? All of this happens in one day. And the Bible records that Job, chapter 1, verse 20, Job arose and he tore his robe. And he shaved his head. So there it is. It's this human moment. Remember, Job, this all you got. The one robe you just tore is the robe you got left because they've taken your sheep, which means you don't have the ability to make new clothes. So what you have, pay attention, you tore up. What you have, you have. Is there anybody in the building? Anybody online to where you had a crazy day and the one thing you did have left, you didn't tore that up too. The one friendship that was intact, they acting funky with you too, and you acting funky with them. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. All you had to communicate with anybody was a cell phone, and you didn't threw that. Okay, y'all, y'all. He, he tore his robe. So he has a human moment. Say human moment. God gives us the grace to have a human moment. What I love about the story is that you're going to see Job uh, some amazing things tonight. But what I love about the story is God gives us the freedom. Watch me. The grace to have a human moment. Pay attention. The same grace he gives you, you got to learn how to give to other people. Sometimes when people are having a moment, you just need to say, let me let you have your moment. And when you're done with that moment, go and give me a call back. Because <laughs> listen, if I try to engage you now, this is about to get too real. If I try to engage you now, you might say something that you ain't going to be able to take back. And I might say something back I'm not going to be able to take back. So let me give you a human moment for you to tear your robe and act a fool and then get yourself together. Especially for people that you say you love. Sometimes you just back up, back up because it's home. He tears his robe, he shaves his head, which means he's in mourning, and he falls on the ground and he worships. Pay attention, there's a difference between worship and praise. Praise is a celebration of something that's been done. Worship, watch me, is an adoration because of who someone is. This is why when I say worship, for some of you, it's a little bit of a difficult thing because the only time you do it is when I say to. See, anybody can do this, but not everybody can do this. See, see, anybody can shout. Anybody can shout. You can shout at a football game, but you don't worship the football players. 
I just need to check this building and check online. Is there anybody, watch me, that you learned how to worship God, not when things were amazing, but you learned how to worship him when you wanted to snap, cracker, and pop, but you said, I will bless the Lord just because of who he is. Why? Because what I'm dealing with isn't good. What I'm facing isn't a good situation. So this isn't praise for something that's been done because I don't understand what's been done. This is worship, which means I don't understand what you're doing, but I adore who you are. I don't understand why this is happening, but I know that he that has begun a good work in me shall complete it. Listen, listen. Worship says, I don't care what the situation is. I know who my Savior is. And I don't understand none of this. But, but because I'm not just a praiser, I'm a worshiper. Worship is where the word worship comes from, which means you're still worthy. I just need to know if there's some worshipers in the room, if there's some worshipers online. I don't understand it, but I know you. It doesn't make sense to me, but I know you love me. I know you love me, and I love you. And, and I don't understand why my life is taking this turn right now, but I know that you brought me too far to leave me. And for this, I will give you glory. Yes, it didn't work, but I will give you glory. Yes, I'm frustrated, but I will give you. Say worship. Say I may worship her. Anybody can do this. Not everybody can do this when situations are bad. That's the difference between praise and worship. See, worship is about him. Praise is about what he's done. Worship is about who he is. And let me say, worship is not just a slow song. Don't think, oh, come on, let's go into a worship. No, 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 no. Just because you lifted your hands doesn't mean you worship if you never gave him your life. <laughs> uh, just because you lifted your hands doesn't mean that you worship and you never lived your life as a living sacrifice. What does that mean? That God, even if I don't understand that I still believe that you are good. Because I've walked with you long enough to know that even if this is unfair, I still have favor. Open your mouth and say, I am a worshiper. And look at what he did. He fell to the ground in worship. When it says he fell to the ground, that means that he humbled himself. Here's the challenge for many people is that you want praise and worship on your terms. So if it's uncomfortable for you, I ain't doing all of that. Jump in the rain, I'm dancing in the rain. It ain't raining. It was a sunny day. Not understanding that that means you've never, ever graduated to the level of being a worshiper. Because watch me, a praiser can shout and do all of that because you got a good piece of information. Because you got a check in the mail. Because you got some good stuff that's happening for you. Because your business is doing well. But a worshiper is developed when your business sucks. A worshiper is developed when everything you set your hand to seems not to work. I just need to know, are there some worshipers in here? This is about who you are. This is not on my terms. This is not on my terms. This is not because of what you've done. This is because of who you are. And who is he? God. Who is he? Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider. Who is he? Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. Who is he? Jehovah Sikkim. Who is he? Jehovah Jireh. Who is he? Jehovah Rapha. That means the Lord my healer. Say I'm a worshiper. Notice the Bible does not say that Job praised. It says that Job worshiped. 
Because Job is like, nothing, there's nothing praiseworthy. Come on, Wednesday. There's nothing to celebrate. My kids are gone. My money is gone. My business is gone. My food is gone. Everything is going to hell in a handbasket. There's nothing to praise. But there's still someone to worship. And so that you don't have to lose, I dare you to worship him while you're on your up. Open your mouth. Come on, let me give you 10 seconds. Go, Tim. It's about who he is, 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 who he is. Who he is. He's still my father. He's still your provider. He's still good. Even if what you're dealing with isn't good. Shout, I'm a worshiper. Uh-uh, I didn't say say it loud. I said shout it. Shout, I'm a worshiper. Look, 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 look. You be seated, watch. Praise celebrates what's been done. Worship celebrates who did it. Praise celebrates what you have. Worship celebrates the God that gave it to you. Worship is about who he is. And can we be honest? How many of you in the last 12 months, you have had some moments well, you got some bad reports. And the only thing you could do. You had a human moment. You ripped your robe. You had a moment. And then you said. And even though you had to rock back and forth. And you have to take your tissue and dry your eyes. Because you were in the boardroom and you didn't need anybody. Else. Come on, yo. Who he is. Job, Job fell on the ground. He said, this is not about me, even though I'm the one dealing with this. Uh, ask me, uh, ask me, this is about him. He's still good. That's how you know you love him. That's how you know you're not trying to use him like he's a $2 whoremonger. What did you just say about the Lord? No, 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 no. Pay attention to what I said because what I said is what I meant. Mm -mm. See, because you know that you love him when you worship him, even though it seems like he's against. Half of his problems were spiritual. Wind came. The devil don't control the wind. His enemies don't control the wind. God controls the wind. Which means, God, you could have stopped this. You could have made it so that I discerned this. You blocked it so I couldn't even discern it to pray against it. This is too deep for some of y'all on a Wednesday. And then, and then watch, and then fire falls from the heavens. It's, 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 it's a hailstorm, and it's fiery hail coming down from the, the devil don't control that. Your enemies don't control that. God controls that. And after getting reports, that things have happened that God could have stopped, Job says, and he's still good. I just need you on three to shout, and he's still good. One, two, three, and he's still good. What are your reports? What, what have your reports been that you got? Because Job got those reports. Anybody ever had a day like Job? You got some reports. You got your reports. And then God says, now what you going to do? <laughs> what you going to do? 
What you going to I'll give you room to have a human moment. I'm not going to beat you up because you had a, I'm not, listen, I ain't mad that you cuss. I just need you to shift from cussing to worshiping. See, y'all don't want to be real tonight. You want to act like the moment the bad report came, you immediately spoke in tongues. You spoke in tongues, known tongues. But I need you to move to a place of worship. Say, I'm a worshiper. Look at verse 21. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Here's what Job was saying to God. I don't love you because of those things. I don't love you because of those things. I, I don't have idols. People that, watch me, people that I love were not my idol. Those are your people. Ooh, it got real right there. See, because some of y'all still mad at the friends that walked out now realizing those weren't your people. They're his people. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me tonight. He said, I don't love you because of this stuff you've given me, sir. You gave it to me, you can give me some more. And I don't know who needs to hear that. The same God that hooked you up before is the same God that can hook you up again. But when he does it this time, watch me, what did we learn? It ain't going to be like it was the first time. You're about to get. Look at this. Verse 22, and all this Job did not sin, nor did he charge, charge God with wrong. I want you to pay attention to two things Job did not do. Number one, he did not make excuses. Many of us, we will use what we go through as excuses. I ain't coming to church because I got these reports. I'm not serving because I got these reports. I'm not giving because I got these reports. I'm not doing what I need to do because I got these reports. I'm not logging on because I got these reports. And, God, and so what have you did? You've made excuses, which means what? You have to stay in the test because you didn't get the lesson. Then he didn't charge God with wrong. What did he do? He didn't blame anybody. Here's what's amazing. Nowhere do you see him blame his wife. I would have liked to be honest. I would have liked to see him blame him because I think she probably had some blame when you just want the truth. He did not blame his wife and he did not blame God. Now, this is amazing because most of us, when we go through tests, when we go through trials and tribulations, we make excuses and we blame. Y'all going to be honest with me or not? Okay, let's be honest. You will blame somebody. See, if so-and-so had done what they were supposed to do, and God says, this ain't about so-and-so right now. This is about me and you. This is about me and you. Now, check this out. Let's look now because one would think Job's been through enough. And here's what you think. You think you've been through enough. You said, Bishop, if people knew what I've been through, I got a whole lifetime movie. Right, but, but, but this is going to have to be a two-night special. You think that Job's been through enough, and what did we learn on Sunday? God has another meeting. Say there was another meeting. Uh-huh. Job 2 and 3. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? Who started the conversation? God did. Mm -hmm. That there is none like him on the earth, a blameless. That doesn't mean perfect. That just means he rights his wrong. That's what blameless means. He's an upright man. He has integrity. He likes things to be right. And he fears God or he honors God and he turns away from evil. When he sees evil coming, he turns away from it. When he sees crazy people coming, he crosses the street. When he sees a situation that's trying to get him caught up, he's like, mm-mm, you ain't gonna catch me up in there. When he sees people in the DMs, he's like, mm-mm, block and delete. Watch me. He still holds fast. Shut up. The enemy, his calculation was that you weren't gonna be able to handle that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. They mess with the people you love, mess with your money, mess with your clothes, mess with your automobiles, mess with your bed. They mess with all your stuff 
And the enemy was like, this is it. They can't take no more than that. But I'm so glad <laughs> that the enemy calculated wrong. Somebody said, because I'm a survivor. Look at the scripture. He still holds fast his integrity. He still want to do right. He still wants to do right, even though all this wrong is happening. He still serving, even though he got hell going on at home. He still give, he still wants to do right. Even after all of this wrong is happening. And look at the last part. Watch me. I went into this on Sunday. I'm about to teach it to you now. Although you incited me against him to destroy him without reason. Stop. The Lord says to Satan, you're the one that wanted me to destroy him. But what did we learn? Who started the conversations? God. That's because there's something. Watch me. Say, God knows, God knows. the heart. Mm -hmm. We see what was said, but God knows what was unspoken. That's why the Bible says we look at the outward appearance of man, but it's the Lord that looks at the heart. Some of you, you looked at people who you thought were fit for your life because you looked at the outside, but you did not see that there was a ravenous wolf on the inside. You looked at the outside and said, ooh, this is the perfect person to be my friend, perfect person for me to marry, perfect person for me to date, perfect person to do business with. And God said, that's a whole Judas, and I'm trying to shut down some mess from coming in your life. I need you to give God praise for the people he put out. Everybody that leaves ain't lost. Everybody that leaves is not lost. I'll say it a third time. Everybody that leaves is not lost. Stop talking about you lost a friend. You can't lose a friend. Cancer grows too. So do not think that the abundance of people in your life means a better quality of life. Sometimes your life gets better when he circles, when he reduces the circle. Pay attention. God says, you incited me against him. But when we read the story, Satan never, God was like, have you considered my servant Job? God ran up to the devil and was like, hey, you seen Job? Let me tell you about Job. Job, Job, Job was like, well, does he fear you for nothing? You have a hedge of protection around him. You got this fence. You block stuff from getting in, and you keep him from doing stuff he ought not be doing. Like, that's the reason why he fears you. But let me touch his stuff, and he's going to curse you to your face. Job touched his stuff. He didn't curse him to his face. So now they're having this second meeting. Somebody say second meeting. And for many of you, watch me, at the end of last year was the second meeting. If you don't let me prophesy, I, pr I promise you. I told you. For many of you, for many of you, for many of you, for many of you, you survived the first part, and you were like, ooh, I'm glad it's over. Ooh, I'm on the other side. Ooh, I'm over to Jordan. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. There was a second meeting. Somebody say the second meeting. Because watch me. The Lord could see in Satan what Satan did not say, but what was in his heart. Bishop, how do you know that? It's in Job's name. If y'all don't shout off of this, I'm going to throw this microphone, and I can see you now. My aim will be good tonight. We'll call it an act of God. Job's name means this, the object of enmity. What does that mean? Hatred. So when Satan steps in to meet about Job, the Lord sees in Job's heart that you hate him. You hate him because he's doing so well and he shouldn't be. You hate him because he's a North African man and he shouldn't be prospering the way that he is. 
You hate him because everything he sets his hands to, he prospers. You hate him because he's an overcomer. And you hate him most of all because he's a survivor. Can I let some of you know something tonight? Stop playing with the devil. Why? Because he hates you. He hates you that you made it this far. But your next 12 are about to be your... And let me go on and set the record straight. I almost said it. That dude hates me, but I hate that dude. Y'all ready? I almost said it. I can't. Don't y'all push me over here. Say, the enemy hates me. Say, but I can't stand him either. Why is that important for you to say? Because when you can't stand somebody, you'll do anything to get back at them. And your next 12 months of life, you're about to get back at the enemy. You're about to get back. You're going to make him wish he never touched you. Make him wish he never messed with you. Shout, I'm a survivor. Say it again, I'm a survivor. Watch this next part of the meaning of his name. I I need you to have enmity against him. Because when you can't stand somebody, you get petty with him. When you can't stand somebody, every win you have, you post it so they see it. When you can't stand somebody, you want them to know I made it. You want them to know I'm still standing. I need you to have that type of attitude. When you wake up on Thursday morning, put your legs down and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Oh, and by the way, devil, still here. Still. Still here. Shout, I'm a survivor. Look at the next part. It's he who turns to God. Now watch. The story gives us the context, notice it's in brackets, of to God. Because Job's name means he's going to turn in tribulation. Who he going to turn to, we'll see once he's in it. And the enemy thought you were going back to the bottle. But you started blessing. <laughs> He thought you were going back to bad relationships, but you went back to the first love. Somebody say, I turned to God when I was in a test. I turned to God when I was in tribulation. We we don't know. We don't know which way you're going to turn. We don't know which way you're going to turn until you're in it. You ever came up on a, on, a, on a fork in the road and you were like, I could go this way, I could go this way. And you didn't make your decision until you got right on it. And for many of you, you watch me, you have been suffering from what's called decision fatigue. You, you've had so many decisions that you've gotten tired of making decisions. Who am I talking to tonight? But watch me. But I'm so glad that in the midst of your tests and in the midst of your tribulation, we were able to find out who you were going to turn to. You didn't turn back to them old friends, you turned to God. You didn't turn back to that stinking thing and you turned to God. Ah! You didn't turn back to that crazy living, but you turned to God. You turned to God. You turned to God. Say, I turned to God. 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 We turned to God. We turned to God. And 
and I couldn't find out until I was in it. I didn't know that I really loved him until I was in it. I didn't really know I believed the word until the word was all I had to believe. Open your mouth, say, I turn to God. Point to somebody, tell them, say, you turn to God. Everybody say, say, we turn to God. 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 All right. Stop, stop, stop. So look, look, look at verse 7. Look at verse 7. So God was like, I knew what you wanted, Satan, because I knew what was in your heart. You never directly asked me for him, but I could see in your heart you hated him. Why? You were walking around on the earth, and you were looking at all these regular men. Then you came up on Job. Say your name. He was looking at all the regular people. The Bible says that, watch me, the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He got them, got them, got them, got them, walked up on you. How she's still praising, how he's still giving God glory. Why does he want to recommit himself to the When he got up on you, he said, wait a minute. Normally, all I have to do is roar. Because I'm like a roaring lion. Normally, all I have to do is roar. And they back up. They give up. They quit church. They quit serving. They quit God. They get back to the old life they used to live. But you... I hate you, Job. I hate you because I can't deceive you. I hate you because I can't make you turn. I hate you because I can't make you quit. I hate you because everything I've thrown against you, it doesn't make you weaker. It makes you strong. It makes you stronger. So I hate you, Job. So the Bible says, Satan went out from the presence of the Lord, and he struck Job with loathsome sores from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. I, watch me. Lift your hands, everybody. Please lift your hands. It is building online. Any health issue that has come as a result of satanic attack, we bind that up in the name of Jesus. And we declare that health and healing would be your portion. That's why we had to pray for it before the message. That's why I prayed for it on Monday night. And in Jesus' name, I declare that whatever satanic attack has come against your body, that it would be bound up tonight. I prophesy your physical is going to report difference. The next time they run the test, they're going to report difference. And tonight, May 19, 2021, will be the day that marks when the Lord dried up your illness, dried up your sickness, dried up your issue of blood. And the Lord is healing. Say, he's my healer. Say it again, he's my healer. So watch. He gets a satanic attack. I'm almost done against his body. Which means every health challenge isn't necessarily connected to something you did. There are certain times where certain health challenges 
I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. They can be literally an attack of the enemy. The Bible says that God had given him permission to touch Job's body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet with loathsome sores. Watch me, all over his body. Look at me. Look at verse 9. Then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? He's dealing now, watch me, with issues with himself. Test one is issues with stuff around you. Test two is issues with you. So, Bishop, why did you just say for some of us the, the, the meeting was at the, the second meeting was at the end of last year? Because you made it through a whole lot. You didn't start having issues with you. You beat the pandemic. You beat Corona. You prospered in the midst of a pandemic. You were good. And then all of a sudden, you started having issues with yourself. Your focus. Your discipline. You started speaking negative, and you don't never talk like that. You, who am I talking to? You, 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 you started thinking thoughts you've never thought about. You started imagining things you've never imagined. And then when you get around people now, that's because you've been so used to being by yourself. Now you have social anxiety because you're not used to being around other people. And so the enemy's desire, watch me, is, is it's almost like God. Here's the message. It's almost like in the second test, say the second test, that God drops you in a shark tank. <laughs> Say Shark Tank. Shark tank. So, 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 watch this. If you look on the screen, they're putting my Shark Tank up on the screen. There's this series showing entrepreneurs that make business presentations to investors or shark who decide whether or not to invest. Pay attention, pay attention. Um, they are in front of the sharks, there's a panel of them. And the goal is, I've got to convince them, pay close attention to what I'm about to say, that I am deserving of an investment. I've got to be dropped into the shark tank and surrounded by sharks to prove to the sharks that I deserve the investment. So if you look on the screen, you'll see that there's a great white shark that's out there. And there's some individuals that are in the shark tank. Watch me. God leaves Job in that shark cage. And he is surrounded, watch me, with sharks. You'll catch it in a minute. Because his wife says, you should curse God and die. He doesn't have the support system that he thinks he needs. He doesn't have what it is that he thinks he needs to make it happen. And you've got this menacing shark that's trying to get in while you're trying to keep everything that's in together. And the challenge is, watch me, is that the help that I need isn't around me. The only place that my support comes from, look at the screen, it's above my head. You missed what I just said. Go back to the picture. Go back to the picture, please. Look, he's in the shark tank. There's no support down there with the shark. <laughs> There's no support down there with the shark. And can I break it down real deep? Can I break it down real deep? 
it feels like you are in this vast situation with no way for it to get better because you don't realize that there's somebody above you that controls the tank, that controls the cage. The cage can only go as deep as they let it go from above. And whenever it looks like the shark is about to do damage to who's in the shark tank and who's in the shark cage, all they got to do is draw it up. All of their support is above their head. Which is why, watch, which is why the people that were on your level couldn't support you. You had to reach above you. Not just to God, but you had to reach to leaders. You couldn't talk this one through with your friends. You said, I got to go get me a session with my bishop, y'all. I got to reach above my head because my support ain't going to come from around me. My support's going to come from above my head. He's in a shark tank. Say shark tank. Come on, y'all talk to me. Say shark tank. He's in a shark tank. Check, check this out. And he's showing God, I deserve the investment. You can't walk into the shark tank without a proof of concept, business plan. Watch me. And that proof of concept has to have some sales behind it. You have to prove that what you have is investable. See, a lot of people like to talk about, I'm worthy, I'm this, I'm that, but are you investable? Mm. <laughs> Can you be invested in? Could it be that everything that Job seemingly lost wasn't lost, but simply investment? Okay. I don't know why some of y'all are looking at me like that. I can't wait until these lights are fixed. I like looking at the cameras. <laughs> no, I love you. I love looking at you. Uh, ask me. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention, Facebook. Pay attention, Facebook. Pay attention, YouTube. Pay attention. Pay attention. Could it be that what you asked God to do for you required way more capital than what you were putting up? So he let some stuff be taken to be a forced investment into your future. Bishop, why do you call it an investment? Because the Bible says that, watch me, nothing ever leaves my life. It just leaves my hand. Why? Because I'm going to reap what I have sowed, even if what I sowed was taken by force. soul was taken by force. Can I finish? Verse 10. You can be seated. You can be seated. Verse 10. Or you can stand. You do what you want to do. You can roll on the floor. Just don't roll too close. And when they get out there, let's go. Verse 10. But he said to her, he's in a shark tank, woman, you sound foolish. Should we receive good from God and not receive evil? And all of this Job did not sin with his lips. You know why? Go back to my picture of the shark tank. You know why? Please, if y'all don't shout over this, I'm for real. I'm for real. I'm, I'm for real. You ready? When you're in, when you're in the shark tank, in the shark cage, check this out. 
there's something interesting because you don't have the ability to talk. I need everybody to get on the big bus. Come on, y'all, let's go. Come on, come on, come on, come on, let's go. What, what does that mean? B because your mouth is filled with an oxygen tank because when you're underwater, you got to focus on your breathing so you're not able to do no talking, which explains why there's certain situations where God isolated you and you have nobody to talk to so you can... He wasn't going to let you sin with your lips. He wasn't going to let you curse the, your life. He wasn't going to let you curse your situation. So the only thing you were focusing on was... I'm catching my breath. I got to breathe. And the only thing I can focus on is breathing. He won't let me say nothing. You wanted to clap back, but he wouldn't let you say That's why you had situation after situation. You didn't even have time. You wanted to sue him, but you didn't even have time to get the litigation together. Because God says, I'm about to get vengeance on them ninjas, and they're going to wish they never messed with you in the first. can't talk we got a sign to one another <laughs> but watch me God says I'm going to teach you how to communicate better so this is why when you see some people who when we say worship they immediately why because I learned how to do this even if I can't use this y'all still here Look, 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 look. Say he didn't sin with his lips. Because God said, I'm going to make this situation so intense. Please listen to me. That you don't have time to talk to nobody. And when they want to talk about it, you're too tired to talk about it. They ain't responding to your text. They ain't responding to your calls. And when they do respond, you look at it and say, I ain't even in the mood. They should have answered when I call. Who am I talking to? Because God says, I need you to shut up. Don't sin with your lips. Don't curse this. Don't curse this. Don't, that's why it happens so quick. I'm amazed at how some, some things happen. I, I, I'm amazed at how some, I get a piece of information and I immediately got to go into church. I don't have time to talk. I'm amazed because God says, I don't need you. Don't sin. Shut up. Lay your hands on yourself so that way you don't say nobody told you to shut up and just say sometimes you need to shut up so you don't sin because what you're about to see is going to make up for it. I'm going to be glad I didn't say nothing. I'm going to be glad I didn't say anything. Almost done. Look. So then Job's friends, he has, he has three friends that come to grieve with him. I say three friends. And when they, the three friends, saw him from a distance, they did not recognize him. It's interesting because if you look at the picture, let's go back to my picture of the shark tank. You have on different gear when you're in the shark tank. 
You don't dress the same. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't wear no skinny jeans down there with the sharks. You can't wear no blouse down there with the sharks. You can't wear no Jordan down there with the sharks. You have to dress for your environment, even though your environment is temporary. Some of you, watch me, because you want to hold on to what it used to be. You're not realizing this is just temporary. I got to do this for right now, but this ain't going to be forever. Who in the building and who online can give God praise? Watch me. Whatever I got to do for right now, I'm good with it because it ain't always going to be hard. It's not always going to be difficult. It's not always going to be a challenge. Look, look, look. It's going to be... It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be different. Like for, for just a minute, I gotta dress differently. I can't speak the way I want to speak. I gotta dress differently. I got on different gear. A matter of fact, I can't even feel my feet because I don't need. Watch me. It's not that I'm walking in this. I have to swim in this. Which means, which means I have to change my nature. <laughs> Because some of y'all, you're hotheads. God says, change your nature. <laughs> some of you, you're, you're, you're procrastinators. He said, we're going to need to change your nature. Because you ain't going to be able to procrastinate with jaws out there trying to get you. I bet you're going to get on top of it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Thank God for the sharks he sent that made you gin on your business quick, fast, and in a hurry. He made you hurry up and make a decision because you've been sitting on this thing for 10 years. You've been sitting on this thing for years. He Look, they did not recognize him, the Bible says. They see him from a distance. They don't recognize him. I'm almost done. They didn't recognize him. I haven't even gotten to the good part. They didn't recognize him. When the people that knew him saw him, they didn't recognize him. Here's, here's how you know, pay attention, here's how you know that the second test is just about over. Is that when people see you, they're so used to how you used to act, they're like, who is this? Check me out. Something happens that you would normally... And this time, all you did was sit there and praise the Lord. Who is this? Somebody said something here. They said, sir, I'm enjoying seeing your, your patient something. They said to me, what did you say to me? Somebody said to me, cheerful, what you, cheerful patience. He said, I'm enjoying seeing your cheerful patience. Uh-uh, you don't understand. That was my indication. <laughs> that the second test. I told you, if you don't get nothing out of this, I'm cool with it. You need for somebody around you to look at you and say, wow, you did that? You wouldn't normally do that, but you are doing something different than you would normally do. Somebody say, I'm changing, and I'm getting better. Watch me. Watch me. His friends, though, they give him some bad advice. Pay attention. You have to be careful that you're just not taking advice from everybody and anybody. Because everybody's not responsible for your soul. Mm. And one of his friends, we looked at this on Sunday, Job 87, says this, then what you had in the past will seem small compared with the great prosperity you'll have in the future. Job was the man at that level. God says, I want to upgrade you. But to upgrade you, I got to test you. And to test you, we're going to test in two parts. Part one, your stuff and your people. Part two, you. 
Part two, you're in a shark tank. <laughs> Part two, you get pissed off at you. Excuse me. Not excuse me. Part two, you ain't even sick of people. You like, if you don't get you. Watch me. Somebody come to your door and say, who are you talking to? Because you was hollering at your. S okay. Okay. Y'all don't want to. Y'all don't want to. All right. Here we go. I'm almost done. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Joel was on top of that level, but God was like, there's more. And I'm not going to let you settle, Job, because the enemy hates you. He hates you. Can't stand you. Every time you wake up. He won't just die. He won't just die. He tried depression. That didn't work. He tried grief. That didn't work. He tried getting the thing that was most precious to you, and that didn't work. So he's like, I hate her. I hate her. I hate him. Now you're in this second test. Ooh. And even though your friends are talking crazy, one of them says something good. <laughs> what you about to have. And I need some of y'all to hear me. I, watch me. I, all I need is one word. I, listen, I, listen, I don't need, listen, I know it's, it's a lot of books in the Bible, but God, all I need is one verse that tells me. That there's a reason to keep on fighting. All I need is one verse that tells me that there's going to be a glory out of this story. All I need is one word. 2021. So look at this. So look at this. So now we get to Job chapter 42. And I need to show you some things that I couldn't show you on Sunday. I need to show them to you really fast. And then I'm just going to shout. So we just shout music is the name of the game. That's what we're doing. Okay? All right. All right. All right. Here we go. You ready? Job 42.5. This is Job. From chapter 3 to chapter 42, Job has a breakdown. 39 chapters. We don't know how long that lasts. Was it 39 days, 39 minutes, 39 hours, 39 weeks, 39 years? And I said this to you at the 1115. I want to say it to you tonight, Wednesday. For many, you don't even know that you're not out of it yet. Because you've done such a good job surviving that you didn't realize you were still in it. And if God has been this good to you in it, just imagine what he's going to do for you. If you hit new records in it, just imagine what you're about to do when you... If you got out of debt in it, just imagine... Job 42.5. This was some of y'all at. I, I can sense doubt in the room, and I'm going to need you to come up out of your doubt because cause, cause tonight I promise you I ain't playing with you. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Job 42.5. This is what Job says. Because Job's having his breakdown. If you actually read what Job did, Job did some pretty ratchet stuff. He cursed the day he was born. He questioned the Lord. He said, Lord, I can't even believe this. You're going to let this happen? To me, 
He said, I don't understand. God begins to correct him, begins to teach him. And then Job finally gets it. Tonight, this ain't for everybody, but it's for somebody. You're about to finally get it. Job 42.5, look what he says. My ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Shut up. In other words, he says, I didn't meet God until my mess. And I see God in my suffering. Which means everything I was doing with and for God prior to this was all based on what I heard. But I met him. I heard about him. I read stories about him. Mama and them told me. Daddy and them told me. I, I came to church and Bishop said, but when I was in the middle of my mess, that's when I met him. When I was in the middle of my suffering, that's when I saw him. He says, he says, I met you now. Look at verse 6. Therefore, pay attention to what Job does. And this is, this is some of y'all's challenge. It's because you're so arrogant that you won't see your own error. Which is why you're stuck. And if you don't say amen, I'm going to stand you up and help you get unstuck. Everybody say, Lord, correct me. Therefore, look at the screen. I retract my words. Well, I thought he didn't sin with his lips. Because of what he did in 42, God retroactively goes back to chapter 2 and says he never sinned with his lips. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? There's some mistakes you've made that when you finally get it, God says, I'm going to go back in time and retroactively undo the... He's about to go back to 2013. He's about to go back to 2017. He's about to go back to 2019. He's about to go back in time and undo what you did. Open your mouth and say, go back in time, God. I never should have done that. God says, the moment you get it, I'm going to make it like you never did. I never should have made that decision. The moment you get it, I'm going to go back in time and make it like you never did it. Because remember, we read chapter 2 and chapter 3 before we read chapter 42. So the first thing we read about him is that he never did something that he did. Because God says, if you retract, take that back. He says, therefore, I retract my words. And I repent in dust and ashes. What does that mean? He says, Lord, I was sitting in ashes after the first kiss. Now, Lord, I am sitting in a place where I retract what I said and I repent for what I said. What is repent? That means I get back to the best version of myself. What is repent? It doesn't just mean I apologize. It means I apologize, I explain, and I come up with a solution. There's an acronym for it, A-E-N-S. <laughs> In other words, he's like, God, look, 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 look I, I apologize for this. If you, keep, if you read the next couple of verses, 
You'll see what he does between verses uh, 7, 8, and 9. You'll see he literally goes through and says, I uttered things I had no business uttering. I talked about stuff I had no business talking about. I accused you of stuff I had no business accusing you of. Say, Lord, I retract my words. Every negative word I've spoken about my life, about my situation, about my circumstance, about my life, I retract my words. And I repent. And I repent. That means I apologize. That means I explain the situation. I was stuck in a human moment. I was stuck in a frustrated moment. But God, I have a solution. And the solution is, you are God, I am not. So I retract and I repent. Where have you been wrong? Where, where were you out of order? Where were you out of line? Where did you get an attitude of entitlement? Like God owe you something. And look at this. Look at verse 10. Here it is. I got to finish. I got to get to verse 15. We have five verses. I got five on it. And I got, yeah, I got, and I'll finish when I'm done. Listen. Verse 10. In between verses 6, 7, 8, and 9, God goes to Job's friends. After Job repents, then the Lord goes to Job's friends. I'm almost done. And he goes to Job's friends and says, I have an issue with y'all. You all spoke incorrectly about me. Y'all told Job stuff about me that wasn't true. You gave him bad advice. You told him he didn't need to serve. You told him he didn't need to go to church because it's coronavirus. You told him he didn't need to worship. You told him he didn't need to do none of that. You told him that he could just be spiritual at his house. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me tonight. You told him he didn't need to be a Christian. You told him that he just believes in crystals, higher powers, and the use of sage to clean what must be done through spirituality. You told him, you told him, you told him to just have positive thinking. You told him that there was another way. And some of you came from old school church. They had a song that says, there is no other way. So God says, if Job doesn't pray for you, I'm going to hurt you. telling you, if, if he doesn't pray for you, I'm going to hurt you. Take an offering to him and ask him to pray for you. The same ones that were talking mess to you. He said, take an offering to him and get him to pray for you. Y'all ready? I'm done. Here it is. So they take the offering to Job and Job prays for them. Look at verse number 10. And the Bible says this. After Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his prosperity and doubled his former possessions. Say so he's a survivor. Watch me, I showed you this on Sunday. All his brothers and sisters and prior acquaintances came and dined with him in the house. They consoled him and comforted him over all the adversity that the Lord had brought him through. Each one had gave or bought upon him, and each one gave him a piece of silver and gold. They brought him money, and they brought him, watch me, what he was. It was Job that said, if I am tested in the fire, I will come out as pure gold. So they have to bring him what he said that he was. Let's see if you catch the point. Whatever you say about you is what they're going to bring you. 
Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me tonight. Which means you've got to speak things like I'm a king and a priest. Why? They'll stop bringing you sloppy mess. You've got to speak stuff like I'm a person of excellence. Why? They're going to bring you excellence. You have got to speak things like you are healthy and healed. Why? They're going to bring you a good report. Say, whatever I speak about me, they will bring to me. Look at this next part. Verse 12. i got to finish. So the Lord blessed Job's latter days after suffering more than his first. He owned 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 female donkeys. That's double. Say double. So God took. He took one. In fact, give me two chairs. Two chairs. Two chairs. Two chairs. Two chairs. Two chairs. Thank you. Gracias. Now leave that over there. Let's leave right there. God took this one. He said, now how you going to act without it? I ain't got nowhere to sit. I'm tired. I've been working all day. So is everybody else up in here. Okay? Okay? So I'm going to need you to come up off of that. Okay? Okay? All my East Coast family. I know it's, I know it's almost what time it is. You'll be all right. You ain't going to sleep here. You're going to get on TikTok after church looking at cats. <laughs> Don't play me. Say, he took that one. Talk to me, y'all. Say, he took that one. So he leaves you without for a while. He says, now you're going to talk about how you can't sit. Are you going to make the best of the flow? You're going to talk about how you don't have nothing to help you step up? Or are you going to learn how to get on your tippy toes? <laughs> In other words, check the point. What are you going to do when this is in the midst of an investment and you can't take it out? You can't liquidate your investments right now. Your money's tied up in investments right now. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And God says, while it's tied up and you can't do nothing with it, I want to see how you're going to act. I want to see how you're going to handle it. Then when Job retracted and repented, God says, oh, okay, Job. Here's that one. Here's the deal. You shouting off of this one. God gave me it back. God says, oh, no. I'm not just giving you back. I'm giving you more. So you ain't just going to stand on this one. Baby, you, you'll catch it in a minute. I'm not limited to this. Baby, I got both. I got Denver, I got Atlanta. You got business and you got, you can pray and you can slay. You, you are king and a priest. Open your mouth, shout devil. So look, so look, 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 look. Verse 13, and he also had seven sons, three daughters. God even replaced people. Here's the last part, verse 14. And that's good news for some of us. Because there are certain people who have exited your life, and you're like, who's going to replace them? Somebody better. So watch me. The Bible does not take the time to name his sons. Hebrew culture is a male-dominated culture, so you figure the only ones that would get named would be the sons. So why are the daughters getting named? I'm about to show you. Can I show you this? And then I'm shouting the rest of the church. I know it's a little over time. You okay? 
I'm good. <laughs> he named, I love everybody, okay? I've got a lot of people in the body. He named his first daughter Aunt Jemima. Come on here, pancakes. Listen. He named his first daughter Jemima. Watch what her name means. Dove. What does the dove represent? Spirit. In other words, watch me. The first thing he produced from his test was he's more spiritual. Stuff he used to fight with people about, he's like, "Uh uh-uh, let me go to God about you. Stuff he used to get upset about, he's like, "Uh uh-uh, let me go to God about you. Matter of fact, I'm going to get together with some other prayer warriors on Monday night, and we're going to shut that down. I'm more spiritual now. Are you grateful that after you've gone through your tests, you're more spiritual now? You got more peace? You... His second daughter's name is Ketzia. Everybody say it with me. Ketzia. Her name means fragrance. You only get a fragrance when you crush a flower. <laughs> In other words, watch me. The flower is pretty inexpensive, but when you crush that flower, the perfume has great cost. Let me see if I can make it plain for you. Watch me. Not only does your situation smell better, but watch me. You now have a higher value. Let me see if I can say it another way. You have a higher net worth after your test. Than before your test. Smells good to me. Smells like victory. Smells like a yes in your inbox. Smells like things are turning for your good. Look at this last one. I need you to shout. <laughs> it's already cute up here. And his third daughter was Karun Hapuf. Her name means medicine and appearance. Which means, check me out, my mess actually became my medicine. I actually, I actually, no, you leave right there. I actually, thank you. I actually, what I thought was going to take me out, healed me. What I thought was going to be my end made me better. This isn't a painkiller. This is medicine, which means this heals. In other words, God says, I let you go through warfare so that I could heal you. But then look at the last part. Say appearance. You don't look nothing like what you've been through. You look like a million bucks, even though they tried to throw mud on you and dirt on you. You look way better than the fire that you've had to walk through. Open your mouth and say it was medicine, and it made me look better. But stop. No, totally stop. Verse 15. You ready? If you're going to sow, get your seed ready. If you came in late, you weren't able to give, get that ready. Because when I read this verse, I'm just telling you. I'm just, I'm just telling you. You ready? A big one. You ready? I'm answering her question. You ready? Verse 15. No woman 
as beautiful as Job's daughters could be found in all the land. And their father granted them an inheritance amongst their brothers. This, this is my, this is the shout for me. You thought this was great. You thought this was amazing. But on the other side of this, what you're going to see, look at the screen, nothing in the land can be found that's as good as what you got. You thought your business was booming? Wait until we get over here. But stop, 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 stop. Why did he name the daughters? I'm done. But why did he name the daughters? That doesn't even make sense in Hebrew culture. Shouldn't the sons be listed and then the daughters are the aftermath? Well, well here's why. Because Job, what you produced in your test is going to be able to produce for you. <laughs> he didn't name the sons because the sons don't have the ability to birth. He names the daughters because after all the hell you've been through, you ain't going to have to work for your double like that no more. You're about to produce something that will produce for you. That idea you got in your test is about to produce for you. I need you to shout if you believe that what you produced is about to produce. Hallelujah. 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 It's going to work while you're sleeping. It's going to work while you're driving. It's about to work for you. Gone are the days of you working for money. Your money is about to work for you. Gone are the days of you working for a check. You're about to work for purpose. All the worshipers do what we do. Go. Glory to God. Glory to God. I got to go. What you were working on in the test, what you were building in the test, it's about to produce for you. That's why it was so hard to get to that stage. Because this thing is going to produce for you. Bishop, how do we make the daughters produce? You release a seed. How do you make the daughters produce? You release a seed. Everybody on your feet in this building and online. Sons, keep the house. Everybody on your feet in this building and online.
you're in this building tonight or you're online and you've never given your life to Jesus, tonight's your night. Secondly, you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him. Tonight's your night to come back to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're in this building online, you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord to be sure. I know it looked a little different tonight in the building and online. But maybe, maybe this was a prophetic sign. That starting tomorrow, things are going to look different. In this building online, you become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, to be sure. Number three, throw your hand up. He loves you. He's not mad at you. I'm going to move quickly for the sake of time. You become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, to be sure. On three, throw that hand up. One, two, three. If that's you, just throw your hand up. God bless you. God bless you. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father. Thank you for dying in my place. So because of my love for you, because you love me, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Thank you, Lord, for putting me in the shark tank to show I deserve the investment. And the return in Jesus' name. Jesus became a Christian. Recommitted yourself, Lord, and you sure take out your phone text decision. 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877 552 4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next we're praying for you and congratulations remember your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you so bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give remember to love god love people and love life experiences are what people love the most about travel That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.